Welcome back, everybody, to the Unfiltered Veterinary Discussion. Today, we are going to talk about team meetings from various different viewpoints, from being in the hospital and being outside of the hospital in a different environment. Um, today, to have that discussion will be Cody, David, Jenny, and myself, Kelly. If you would like to learn more about us, please mosey over to our website at Unfiltered Vet Discussions. Dot com. So team meetings, it, we kind of got started about going to conferences and just sitting and being the tsunami of information waving over you or interactive. And Jenny, you said you changed up your team meetings at home. Do you want to start off with that? Yeah. So I've had a business now, we're heading into 16 years. And a big thing that I always wanted to do was team meetings because other practices that I worked at, the only time you got talked to was when you screwed something up. Um, there was, you know, there were no team meetings unless it was to be berated in front of the whole team, mm. um, which hopefully is not done on a regular basis anymore as that is a toxic work environment. But so when Simon and I started the practice, we really decided that we wanted to do it differently. And so I wanted to have team meetings and I wanted to be very open about everything. You know, the fact that Simon and I really didn't know how to run a business. So we wanted to take in other people's ideas, you know, all of this. So, but what ended up happening was the team meetings ended up being what we called housekeeping. So, you know, Okay, here's a reminder about the process of checking in a client. Okay, here's a reminder that, you know, we need to make sure that our notes are entered on time. Here's a reminder that all the patient's weights need to be, I mean, it was just not, I don't want to say stupid stuff because it is important and it's your procedures and it's your policies and it's your, you know, that. But that was all we were talking about. So I was at Western Veterinary Conference. I don't even remember how many years ago. And I was listening to Stacey Santee. And she did a talk that was how to make your team meetings not suck. And one of the things that she talked about was using Slack or another various tool that was internal communications. So that's what we use Slack for now. So it's like, I can't remember the other day we were looking for, we were doing a C-section and we couldn't find the extra, I don't even know what they're called, tubes for anesthesia. Nobody, of course, at the time knew where they were. So I ordered three or four. My husband ordered three. So now we have a drawer full of <laughs> these tubes. I took a picture of where they're at and said, put it on Slack and said, now everyone knows where they are. Here they are. So the next time we need them, this is where they are. And that's not what our meetings are. Our meetings now are very much and have been for quite a few years based on building our culture, talking about our values, talking about communication. You know, our practice is mostly women, all except for my husband. And I think that's the majority of veterinary industry is mostly women. And I find, and I can say this as a woman, that sometimes we get a little gossipy. We love the drama. And we need to be reminded that that's not the way to build a happy, healthy work environment. And so we have done profiling, you know, communication style profiling. And what does that mean? And really delving into it. Um, the most recent one that we did was we read the energy bus together as a team. I paid my team to read the book. Um, and then um, I had one-on-ones with each of them and they had to come up with specific things that they themselves were going to do to live in our values that they had decided what our values were at previous meetings. 
that helps us live in our culture, that they had decided those culture points at previous meetings. I mean, these are, you know, years in the making. But anyways, so they all sat down with me and came up with what they individually, not what she's going to do. What am I going to do? And then I gave them a ticket to ride the DVC bus, the Deerfield Vet Clinic bus. And they had to write and we wrote on the ticket. Here's what they're going to do. At our next meeting, we're going to sit down with our tickets in small groups and have them talk to each other so that they can hold each other accountable. Because how are you supposed to be held accountable if nobody knows what you said you were going to do? So we have really changed our team meetings to more of a, an, you know, a cultural approach. You know, how are we team building teams and things like that? And I find that there's a lot more engagement. There's a lot more um, back and forth. Sometimes I do get on my little soapbox and they call it Jenny's TED Talks. And I, you know, there's a maybe a come to Jesus moment that needs to happen. But for the most part, it really is give and take. What do you guys think? Why do you think we're doing this? What do you think is the benefit of it? And it's conversation. How how often is the team driving the meeting or you driving the meeting? I I have to say I'm on the outside looking in. My team, there's three of us in the office and one remote. So we don't have team meetings. It, it's just not what we do. But everything you describe, which sounds awesome, seems directed by you. Well, are, I think. Are they coming up with the ideas in a more collaborative as so the what, offshoots? Yeah. What happens? What happened to say, okay, with the energy bus was I started getting a lot of people coming into my office complaining, complaining about what I considered relatively insignificant things are complaining about each other. And of course, my com my comment is always, well, what did they say when you talked to them about that? Oh, I didn't talk to them about that. So I started to get a feeling that we were kind of going in a negative vibe. So I asked, I always ask, not, I shouldn't say always, but I try really hard to ask for feedback. What do you think we should do about that? Well, I don't know. So that's why I'm like, I, I on my podcast, I had Michael Shirley, who runs the veterinary business, no wait, veterinary leadership book club on Facebook. And I had him on our, my other podcast and um, we talked about the energy bus and I was like, this sounds perfect. So it was, I, I want to say that that the direction that we took was led by me, but it came from feedback that I was getting from my team. So gotcha. I feel like they look to me and this is from them. They look to me as a leader to fix things without realizing they have to be the ones to fix it. So I have to remind them how they can fix it. And then we have a team meeting about that. Um, but so I think the, I direct the meetings, but they come from feedback that I'm getting from my team. And is we usually have a meeting once a month. Is that similar to what you do, Cody? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's, there's multiple layers there. So with us, so we're 45, um so what we teams. do right so what we do is um reoccurring unlimited one-on-ones with the practice leaders and myself with the rest of the team so there's no set number it's literally just as many as we can do over and over and over and over and over again uh and then we do the next layer so we make sure that so we break things down so we're doing client care meetings across both practices um, so it's not just specific to one practice or the other. So all the client care um, come together. Uh, nice. So 
So then it's, you know, half in person, half remote, but they're in person in their own clinic. So we, you know, we, we work really hard to act as one clinic, to be one being, one organism, uh, complete brand, you know, brand continuity, culture continuity. So, so that's why we include, you know, the, on the on the client care side, on the the virtual side, so we have six uh, virtual receptionists. So we'll do that with them. Uh, we'll do that with client care. We'll do it at the TA level. We'll do it at the tech level, and we'll do it at the veterinary level. So uh, um, after this podcast, I have a veterinary meeting where the vets across both practices are joining, um, and then we'll have our staff meeting as well. So we try to do all of those individual groups monthly, including the big staff meeting, which our staff meeting is always all hands on deck across all the clinics. Uh, it's got all of our virtual, it's a, it's a massive beast. Um, it is, there is times where, where they drive and we schedule based off of there's something they want to talk about. There's, you know, some sort of issue going on. There's some sort of angst. There's some, you know, something they want to discuss. Then we'll say, no problem. We'll book a tech meeting and we'll discuss this. For the larger meetings, um, it, it is 98% driven from them. So the practice leaders will spend time collating questions, curating, putting together things for us to get through. Oftentimes, I'll get through 10% of it. I would say, you know, there's a lot of discussion <laughs> that comes and we're, we're not mad at that. It's it's if, if a line item needs a certain level of discussion, I act as, you know, just the, the moderator. So you guys discuss, I moderate, I try to move things along. I try to provide action items and insight. Um, they're messy. They're sloppy. It's humans. It's 45 people. It's, uh, it's not, it's not perfect. I, I just, I'm trying to talk less like Jenny, when she said, sometimes she has her come to Jesus soapbox for sure. I do too. Right. Some of the meetings I dramatically stand up and give some sort of dissertation on one thing or the other, reminding us of our, <laughs> you know, of our core values and our, our mission. Like that's, that's important. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's team meetings are, that's a lot. It's the most important thing too, though, right? Communication. Yeah. It just reinforces the culture. I hear what you're saying. I imagine I'm projecting on you, but I could see both of you. Yes. And kind of moments in there as that free for all kicks in, you still have to shepherd the, uh, yeah. the topic we, and the focus. We have found a little bit of hybrid of all that. So David, I'm not as small as you, Cody, I'm not as big as you, right? I'm kind of in between and we're hundred percent virtual. So all my staff is in 14 to 16 different States at any given time on all wow. three. And sometimes we have a guy traveling Europe. And so he, you know, hooks his schedule to one of the coasts, whichever coast he's Europe, South America, like wherever he goes, he, he, he modifies that. So we have no in-person. We've been doing this since 1997. We have a really, really strong culture, but Jenny, like the piece that we tie into your pieces, we live and die on Slack. Like we, we use that baby. Like I look at the stats every month. I'm like, holy crap, we talk, like we talk all the time. You're little chatterboxes, right? Like in set prescribed channels, including chat life. Like we have one talking about the weather right now. Like everybody's talking about weather and transformers <laughs> going out and 
you know, chat life is just about life, just light stuff. Like we've, we've really figured out where the individual conversations go in Slack, right? But then also to Cody and Jenny, we have some free forming meetings and we do it a little bit different for the agenda. We have a Google doc that people can add agenda items to so that, and it's open, everybody can see it. There's some prescribed like set items that we literally say set items like PTO. We, we need to know where people are, for example, mm -hmm. like who's out so who can do if something is somebody, I mean, it's a common thing. Um, so then we have what we call circles, not meetings. So circles are so everybody can have conversations. We figured by changing the word, it changes the tone of the meeting because you're I not like that. eating. You're thinking it's a circle, which means unity and continuity that goes around and around and around. And we're all included in the circle. So we made that nomenclature change a couple of years ago and it's really worked plus the open agenda notes. Like anybody can put in there like, hey, we need to talk about whatever, right? And then department heads will do one-on-ones with individuals. So we do the one-on-ones too, so they can have their moment, whatever that moment needs to be at the time, right? So it's a combination of all of above. I think the most important thing when you're talking about team meetings and any of these and the one-on-ones is you have to have psychological safety. I really wish Phil were here right now because I think that if your team doesn't feel comfortable coming to you, and your team doesn't feel comfortable speaking out or the ones who do speak out are the ones who it just turns into a bitch session, right? Because they're the, the, the loud, you know, ones, it doesn't lead to a really good, helpful, productive team meeting. It turns into a, why are we, why do we have to be here? I don't want to be here. And everybody just shuts down. So it's really important to work on your culture because, and that's why my team meetings are working on a culture. And, you know, to what Cody said, you know, making sure I can't even imagine having two practices, let alone your, your big goals. And, you know, it's hard enough for me to do my family and the clinic, you know, but I think it's so important to make sure that your team knows that they're valued and that what they say matters and that you're not just going to brush them under the rug and they're not going to be disciplined if they question you. So that's so, to me extremely important. That makes me wonder because we visit every practice we value and we're having these conversations with practice owners. And I ask, you know, do you have team meetings and many practices, they don't have a budget, they don't have a team meetings. And I wonder, is the resistance to having team meetings coming from not having the facilitation skills? Because like you just mentioned, it, it turns into that bitch session and you lose control. And does that create that barrier that I don't have the skills to run? Maybe whether it's a lack of awareness of that. You know, why are, are so many practices not having team meetings, not trying to build culture? I mean, head in the so sand? Have you asked them, David? I mean, you're in a position seeing lots of practices where, and talking to them. But I can't teach, I can't get them through that barrier. No, but you could that's not least, my skills. No, but you could at least say, well, why don't you do team meetings? And they could say, well, fill in the blank and that you get some data points, right? And then find somebody to speak about that or write a paper about it. Yeah. But There's, Cody. Uh, well, I want to, I want to see how Jenny reacts to this. There's no greater look in the mirror at yourself 
as running a team meeting. Oh, 100%. 100%. I so we did this um we did this personality profile once and it made you out to be one of four dogs, okay? So you were either a lab, a golden retriever, a german shepherd or a border collie. At the time I was 100% a border collie. Because that was what my team, I think that was what my team needed at the moment. Like we were all over the place and they just needed to be like focused, but I'm not that same person anymore. You know, now I'm much more of a cheerleader. Like I'd probably be like, yeah, let's, you know, you can do this. Let's do this. And that has changed based on the fact that I have changed the fact that, right, here's our culture, make sure we're all on the same point. But at the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. And so it really was a free for all. (laughs) And it turned out to be, and we had some toxic team members that I did not deal with, you know, at the beginning. And now I have that much more under control. Um, and so I don't have to be, I can let my little babies fly and it, and it makes me feel good. But I 100% agree with you that if you are up there preaching every week, every month, or if you are not having a team meeting, that says a lot about you too. That you are right. I, David, what you said about the head in the sand to me is big. And where I worked at, where I said that our team meetings were us just getting berated in front of each other. And it was. I remember I screwed up once and it was the only team meeting that I remember having in the four years there that my boss pulled us back and had everybody stand around and base. I was just bowling my eyes out because a pet almost died because of my carelessness and um, my mistake. And it was I was just berated in front of the whole team. He did not care about building culture. It was his way or the highway. So I think a lot of places that don't do team meetings are, it's my way or the highway. I don't, you know, when people own businesses because I don't want to get told what to do, that is the wrong reason to own a business because you should get told what to do by your team, not what to do, but ideas. So they either are that or they're like, I just want to practice medicine. I don't really want to own a business, but I want either the financial, you know, benefits of it or whatever. But I'm not, I don't want to deal with the business. So I'm just going to put my little hood over my eyes and, you know, I don't want to know about the problem. So I'm not going to have team meetings because if I don't know, then they're not happening, but they are. That just makes my mind go into knots. Okay. (laughs) That's a good point though. Those meetings are happening, whether you're having a meeting or not. It's just that now you're creating the clicks because the receptionists are getting together the techs are getting together. They're doing their own things, and you're you're bringing chaos into the mix in that top down, you know, leadership style. It, and I, I imagine that just becomes an avalanche, and having difficulty maintaining keeping employees because the new ones come in, and there's not a culture. It's within the techs. It's my way or the highway, says the head tech, and. There's no team unification happening. Yeah, at church, at church, we call it a parking lot meeting. That's what everybody comes out of the or parking lot church. You come out of the church and then you complain about what the pastor said in the church. Well, here it would be like, you know, the kennel meeting. <laughs> everybody <laughs> goes back to the kennel to talk trash about somebody else. Those meetings are 100% happening. And if you don't get control of it, then you need to either get a practice manager who can control it or start going to classes. We talked about CE. Start going. They have classes on how to facilitate these, how to have the difficult conversations. You know, um, oh, Radical Candor is a great book to read about 
why you need to have these difficult conversations and when you need to be a come to Jesus moment versus when you can be like, well, wait, give me your feedback. And when you can kind of let it go. So I think that we have to, those are skills that need to be improved by everyone. So we're at kind of the end of this podcast. This is a fascinating discussion. I mean, we're covering just structure issues, psychological issues, some big whys that we don't actually understand or know. Like, why don't they hold meetings? Why? We we don't know, right? But there's also veterinarians who also don't know how much cash is in their bank account on an, any given time, too. So, I mean, that, that is also a big why, right? Like, I, that's a why in my boat. Um, and also I think what we didn't touch on, and maybe we will at some point as we wrap this up, if we can all remember this, of course, is the trick is that like Cody, you said, looking in the mirror is the biggest indicator of yourself when you're standing in front of meetings, like it all starts within yourself. Right. And if you don't have control of yourself, how, how do you have structure and create that um, environment elsewhere? If you're a, a toxic mess inside yourself, you're just going to create more toxic messes, right? That's what it sounds like to me is kind of what we're agreeing to here. So look within before you look without to create the reality that you want to live in. Now, I, you know, I kind of extrapolated that from our conversations, but that would be an interesting thing to look at future wise. So thank you everybody today. It was absolutely wonderful. Until another moment, um, we will wish you adieu and see you on another episode. Thank you.